What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. I'm persistent. Welcome back to the YI Network. Re-interview every job occupation, A through Z, from the trash man to the CEO, and ask them why and how they started their profession so that you can find your dream job, too. I'm your host, Kojo Thompson, and today we have a very special guest with us. It is Miss Catherine Mullen-Scott. Now, Catherine loves writing and admits that it's a profession that quite a lot of people tell you is hard to make money from. But she's built a successful business helping CEOs and professionals write their own books. She's 25, wrote her first book at 13, gave a TED Talk at 17, and her latest book is the biography of a prominent Australian businessman that sold well across Australia. She is here to help young adults going through a quarter-life crisis, so Catherine, shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. Let's go. Catherine, how are you doing today? I'm doing really, really well. That's good. That's good. That's good. And uh, of course, uh, some of the people, you know, who are listening right now might be able to tell where she's from uh, by her accent. So, uh, Catherine, go, you, can you go ahead and tell them uh, where you're located, where you're based off of? Yeah, I'm in Melbourne, Australia. Perfect. Perfect. And uh, again, this is uh, I, I hope people told by the uh, Australian accent. This is actually not even my first uh, Australian interview. Uh, so I'm very excited to have another one on here today. So let's go ahead and get things rolling. Let's go ahead and get things rolling. So uh, let's dive into a question that everybody wants to hear the answer to. So uh, why did you become a ghostwriter? Yeah, that's such a good question. So I love writing. Um, as you said in my bio, I wrote my first book at 13 and I I really, really enjoyed it, but I couldn't see how I was going to make money as a writer at that age. Um, obviously, I wanted to write my own novels, but it can take a very long time for a novelist to be able to make enough money to live off their um, royalties, and most don't even ever get to that point. So I actually went on a little bit of a different path after high school. Um, so I did that TEDx talk that you mentioned. I did that in year 12, and um, after that, I got some opportunities to you know, speak at different schools around Australia, actually was spoken in England and South Africa as well. And that was all really, really interesting, but it just wasn't what I loved and writing writing really, really was it. So it was quite fortunate in that after doing some travels after school, as you do, I, um, I came home from New York and a woman actually approached me and she said, hey, I've heard you've written a few books, which by that time was true. I'd written another novel at that point and another short nonfiction book as well. And she said, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to write this book. I'm like halfway through and I'm really struggling. Do you think you could help me? And I was like, yeah, sure, totally. And so I helped her. And it was through helping her that I actually realized that it's kind of unique what I know. Like I always thought everyone just knows how to write books. Like for me, it's something that I've I've done for so many years and something that I love and so enjoy that I was kind of like, oh, not everyone knows this. I could do something here. So um, it really all began there when I started to see for the first time a way to actually commercially make money out of this skill that I have. Interesting, interesting, interesting that, you know, you you even touched on the point that uh, you didn't even know you didn't even know that you had your gift or and that's that's usually the way it, it goes down. Like, um, you know, especially with me, I didn't even realize that I was really good at articulating words until somebody was like, hey, you know, you're really good at not only articulating words, but public speaking and, you know, talking just the confidence in talking to uh, 
people you don't know, you know, it's, so, you know, it's the things that you, we take for granted uh, most often, the gifts that we take for granted that uh, are mostly overlooked and it's really what our calling is. So I'm glad you really touched on that. Um, let me go ahead and ask you this. So how, what was the process like? Uh, again, you said you wrote your first book um, at 13. Uh, so like, what was the process to like, what led you today? Yeah. So, so what really happened was from working with that woman, I realized, oh my gosh, this is something I could do. This is so cool. So I really started networking and putting my services out there as like a book writing mentor. So what that specifically is, is there's a lot of professionals in Melbourne and around Australia who I've worked with who wanted to write a book and they wanted to write it themselves, but they knew that if they just did that, they were going to waste a lot of time and write a lot of words that weren't going to end up in the final draft because they had no idea what they were doing. So they would work with me to help mentor them through that process to write their own book. So I really, really enjoyed that. But ultimately, um, you know, being involved in the words and the wordsmithing and writing the book myself is, is what I really enjoy. So from that, naturally, in all the different conversations I was having, some people started saying, hey, this is wonderful, but, you know, I don't have the time to write the book. But, you know, I run this successful business, so I'm quite cashed up. Can I just pay you to do it kind of thing? And that's where the ghostwriting really came about. So that's been really, really awesome. And that's definitely my sweet spot. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Okay. So, uh, and let me, let me go ahead and ask you this one. So, uh, you know, what were some childhood hobbies and habits that you think matriculated into who you became today? Yeah, I think that's a really good one. So I started, you know, as soon as I learned to read, I loved it. Um, and I went to a Steiner school. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Steiner education or Waldorf education. It's kind of um, an alternative view on raising kids. Mm. And um, so we learn to read a little bit later than, than normal schools. So there's more of an emphasis on imaginative play and that kind of thing when you're younger and learning social skills and interacting with your kids, you know, your fellow classmates. So we learned to read a little later. And as soon as I did, I loved it. And what was very funny is that I was a really, really, really energetic kid. Like I drove my parents crazy, just like constantly running around, climbing things, doing things. And then as soon as I learned to read, you know, my mom came home from school one day and the house was silent. And, you know, normally me, Catherine, I would like bombard her at the front door with and just rattle off all the things that happened that day. She's like, oh, my gosh, is Catherine sick? What's happened? She tiptoed over to my dad saying, gosh, what's going on? Is Catherine okay? And dad goes, shh, she's reading and like pointed to me and I'd been silent all afternoon. So they were just dumbfounded. Mm. But I think that's a little clue. But another clue is I also started writing poetry and some stories and things. And actually in grade five, I started writing a novel. Um, so how old was I then? I might have been 10 when I started writing my first book. And I think I got, I probably got to maybe 20,000, 30,000 words. It was all handwritten. But I think I got wow. to that stage. And then I stopped. I didn't finish that book. Um, but then when I was 13, um, a school project prompted me to write my first novel, which is a book about a refugee's journey from Africa to Australia. So it was quite a heavy um, topic, um, but I was yeah, really inspired by it. And I absolutely loved it. So that was a very big clue that it's something that I love to do. Yeah. And that's, man, that was, that was good. Cause uh, again, that's for you to be, you know, even writing like that at, at age 10, I hated I, I'm not going to lie to you. I hated reading when I was a kid. So that's pretty crazy to me. Like that blows my mind. So uh, let me go ahead and ask you this. So what what is the average day like for you as a ghostwriter? Yeah, so it, it can be quite varied um, because the ghostwriting process, you know, there's different things. So for instance, when you first start working with a client, you unpack their book, which is a really, really important kickoff session. And then from there, we go into the recording phase, typically for about a month. 
So there's multiple interview sessions during each week as I gather all the content from them that they want in the book. And I really focus on making sure I gather, you know, the content, all the personal stories and that I, that I can use their language patterns and really make the book sound like them because that's really important. And then I kind of hide away for two to three months in my office and I'm like writing that first draft of the book, which is a really time intensive um, big piece. So <laughs> that's where mm. the majority of the exhausting work happens. And, um, but, it's, but it's really good. I do enjoy it. And then um, from there, I then share that draft with them and then they give me their you know, feedback and we work on it and improve it further and further. So depending on where I am in that process, it looks a bit different. But, um, but I'm either, you know, talking to prospects who are thinking that, you know, they might want to use me as a ghostwriter and we're having a conversation about that, or I'm interviewing a client or I'm, you know, going through the transcripts and starting to write that first draft or I'm editing. So any, any of those tasks are normally on um, my to-do list. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. What do you enjoy the most about what you do? I, oh, there's a few things. It's going to be hard for me to say one. Um, so I work with really, really interesting people. You know, for someone to want to write a book and have the funds to pay a ghostwriter to write a book, they're typically someone who is very successful, has built either, you know, a very successful business and they either want a business book written or a memoir written. Um, I do also have some clients that are professionals, um, but they're all really, really interesting people. And I just find it so inspiring learning from them. I really love it. And I'm lucky enough to have built, you know, really, really good friendships out of clients as well, which I really, really cherish. So I love that side of it. But then I also love, I obviously love the wordsmithing side of it as well. So it's really satisfying, you know, when that book goes on the shelf and it's all done and you go like, you know, I did that. Like, I think mm-hmm. some sometimes it can be hard to see what you've produced and what the outcomes are, but you know, it takes many months to produce a book, but when you have, it's, it's very satisfying. Great, great, great. And I, I'm sad to ask this uh, next question, but the back end of the question. So what do you enjoy the least? The thing that I enjoy the least and that I personally struggle with the most is lack of social interaction. So I'm, I'm much more an extrovert than an introvert. And I mm. tend to have meetings. Sometimes it's kind of two days a week where I'll go into the city and have a couple of meetings, sometimes three days. But there's other times, particularly when I'm writing the first draft of a book, that it's just so time intensive me behind a laptop and I do struggle. So I have to make sure, you know, I'm catching up with friends. I'm you know, having calls with family and friends. I have to make sure I'm still getting my social needs met because I work for myself. There's no one else I'm working with that I can bounce ideas off. You know, an entrepreneurial journey can be lonely. So I would say that's the hardest thing for me. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's a biggie. That's a biggie right there. I'm, I'm glad you pointed that one out. Uh, and I, let, let me ask you my favorite question uh, of all of all the questions that I asked. Do you think that grades mattered in school for the success of your career today? I love this question because I happen to be incredibly passionate about the education system. So I think that there are a number of different angles to that. So what I do think is very useful from school is learning how to be productive. So sometimes school can be pretty full on and there can be a lot of assignments and tasks and exams and tests and different things coming up. And you have to really get good at time management and at working through all the different things in your schedule. And I think that being able to be someone who gets, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to swear on the podcast, but who gets shit done, who gets stuff done, being Mm -hmm. someone who can be really productive, who can be self-motivated and self-directed to get stuff done, I think is awesome. But I personally think 
that our schools fail dismally at teaching kids to be successful out in the world. And I have personally myself actually for a project a few years ago interviewed a lot of successful people and a lot of them never even finished high school. Mm. Um, so I think that if you were to, you know, study a lot of the really successful people out there today, obviously if you want to be a doctor or a surgeon or a lawyer or something like that, of course you do have to do really well in school. You have to do really well in university. But I do think that schools fail quite dramatically and that if you, you know, it's possible to absolutely fail at school and get the worst grades ever and in your 20s, like, you know, build a successful business or build a successful career through networking and really applying yourself to something that you love. Because the problem with school is that often kids don't have much choice in doing subjects and things that they love. So they never learn to have a good work ethic because they're never engaged with the material in the first place. And I think that's a real shame. Great. Oh, man. You, man, the way you tackled that question was outstanding. Like, you hit every single point that I really wanted to hit. I, I can't even add anything to that because you really just hit the nail on the head. So I'm I'm happy with that answer right there. Uh, let me ask you this. So what do you feel your impact is? And it could be inside work, outside work. And, I, and just to clarify, you know, um, and people sometimes people get uh, really rattled by the word impact. Um, so let me let me say it like this. What are you really devoted to? Um, de- just devoted to doing uh, that's your impact. So what do you feel you're devoted to? Yeah, well, I think inside my work, I think being able to help people write their own book is very it's very rewarding, you know, and seeing that moment where they're holding their book and I've been able to guide them through that journey, but they wrote it themselves. You know, that's a very rewarding piece of what I do with my book writing mentoring. Um, But I also think that, well, I I sometimes do still give talks and stuff outside of, you know, my work today where sometimes I'm flown in to be a panel or to speak at a conference or to speak at a school and, I'm quite lucky that being able to share my story I've found can be very helpful for others to help them realise how they could approach the work that they do with more, like, authenticity. And what I mean by that is actually doing what they care about and doing what lights them up. And that doesn't mean that every person's job has to be saving the world in a big way, you know. Like, if you love driving buses, people need to get from A to B. And if Mm. you love driving buses, like, please be a bus driver. We need bus drivers in the world. Everyone can't just run over to Africa and build schools. You know what I mean? Like we need all these other jobs to be fulfilled. And I think sometimes people think that they can't do work that they love because, it, because you know, generations before us have typically been in jobs that they haven't loved and they just kind of think it's tough luck. But when you're able to, to show people, I'm doing something that I really enjoy and I make money from it. Like I support myself. You know, at 23, my partner and I, he and I bought a house together. You know what I mean? Like that's really awesome. And you too can find a way to make money out of something that lights you up. And that doesn't mean you have to start a business. You know, maybe you actually secretly have always wanted to be a nurse, but you never thought you could. But now you're 30 and you can go back and study as an adult or night school. And actually, you know, you could become a nurse if that's what you want. So I think it's really important um, for people to realize that they can do what they find enjoyable. And again, like the way you're answering these questions, usually I add something onto it or, you know, I I just can't do it because you just literally like just tackle the question completely. So, again, uh, another excellent answer. I really like that answer. So, uh, again, we're, we're moving to this last question. I can't wait to hear the answer to this one the way you answered all the other ones. 
So if there is one piece of advice, Catherine, that you could give to somebody out there who wants to be in the position that you're in today, what would it be? So specifically the position that I'm in today, I think it's really, really important to be a ghostwriter um, or a book writing mentor. Obviously, you have to absolutely love writing, but it is more than that. So there are a lot of writers out there. I've even helped clients who are writers and they've come to me to help them write a book because writing a book is a bit of a different beast. So I think it's really, really important that if you want to help others write books, you need to dive into, you need to love books. You need to read an insane amount of books. And you really need to dive into writing many books yourself as well and starting to get familiar with, because there's a lot that goes into books, the content, the storytelling, you know, my experience in writing fiction helps me bring the stories in my clients' content books to life. And, you know, it's really important to to carry um, your skills across both. So I think for someone in my profession, you know, honing your craft is so, so important, but then so is also realizing you know you can do it like if you can communicate well you can sit down in a meeting and you can probably communicate to a business leader you know what you can do for them what the book's going to be how long it's going to take how much it's going to cost and you can confidently have that conversation you can do this job like it's not actually it's not like climbing Mount Everest you know it is in reach and it is possible you just need to make sure you hone your craft and you have that belief in yourself and you can go out there and make it happen beautiful Catherine and again, I, I couldn't have asked for a better interview. So, Catherine, is there like a way that my audience can, I mean, whether it's books, a book that you want to shout out, maybe it's some social media, maybe it's a website, um, anything that th- that you can promote real quick so that my audience can reach yours? Oh, yeah. Awesome. So um, I yeah, obviously write my own books. So if you love reading. And um, for any parents out there or teenagers, I wrote a novel which is specifically for particularly females, Um, so girls kind of 16 to 19 years old, which is on my website. I'm not sure you might have a link to my website in this, or or do you want me to share my website? Please, please share your website. I'm going to leave the link in the description below for all my people out there listening so that it's just a quick click. And also, uh, you know, just yeah, just just leave it out there so that uh, just go ahead and shout it out so that my people can uh, definitely type it in if they want to uh, go that route as well. Okay, cool. So my website's just my first name and my surname dot com dot au. So my first name is Catherine and then Mullenscott dot com dot au. So the surname's a bit of a challenge, so maybe it's easier to just go to the description. But on my website is this novel that I wrote for teens and it's specifically about helping teens through that phase of your life where you're trying to figure out who you are and your parents have their expectations of you and teachers and other people have ideas of who you are and you're trying to kind of break free of that and really find out for yourself who you are so it's really a book for teens going through that journey and um and then I also wrote um as you read out in my bio a biography of a prominent Australian businessman um he's a very interesting character um so he's very quirky very unusual in some ways it's gobsmacking he was successful but there's some things that he did that are really really quite extraordinary as well and I've had people read that book and it's really helped them grow their businesses as well so if you're into business um, or into the franchising industry you might be interested in reading that biography as well beautiful and again just a beautiful beautiful interview so I, I literally I can't even I could not have asked for a better interview from anybody else so Catherine I really got to thank you here today for even coming on the show and, and sharing all the knowledge that you had. So, folks, there are three types of work, a job, a career and a calling. 
Most people have a job. You're lucky if you find a career, but you're truly blessed if you find your calling. And I really hope that me and Catherine helped you find it here today. That is a wrap. Wait, before you go, make sure to hit that subscribe button and tell a friend. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at YI Network for weekly Big 3 takeaways. We're also on Facebook and LinkedIn at YI Network. And if you or somebody else you know loves their job and would love to share on the podcast, email me at passionate at gmail.com. Again, passionate at gmail.com. Have a good day, guys.